Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. We welcome you whatever time and wherever in the world you are listening. We are pleased you have found us. You are now listening to Inside the Bunghole, a podcast taking you on a journey through wine. Together, we will learn more about this wonderful elixir of life. So raise your glass to welcome your hosts and partners in wine, Pam and James. You are now Inside the Bunghole. Thank you, thank you for joining us, everybody, for our episode zero of Inside the Bunghole. Are you going to introduce yourself? My name is Pam. Yes, and <laughs> I am James. And we're joined today with our producer. This is our very first show, and we want to kick it off with a team. Yes. So our producer, Mr. Don Maselli. Don, how are you? I'm well, James. Thank you. How are you today? I am swell. And this is podcast zero, right? This that is, is correct. This is zero. And uh, we're going to get into a bunch of stories. But Don is here because he, we all got together. Pam and I, we've been in business for years and years. And we met up with Don. And we're going to share that story later on. Um, and how he uh, got us. Um, we were into wine, Pam and I. But we weren't. At a, we a, were into the big bottles. No, yeah, we were we were <laughs> the grocery store ones with the with the with the hook on it, you know, for your finger to pour the jugs. The we jug. were we were at the jug level. I think we might have got into two buck chuck. Oh yeah, that was our big step forward. Yes, yes, and then we met with Don, and you're going to hear about that. And Don's here because in the wings, as we do this show and meet people, he's going to be like behind the curtain, uh, telling us. Uh, uh, and helping us and guiding us and mentoring us. So we thought it would be a smart move to put Don in the show with us. So, but we're all sitting here right now uh, drinking wine. That's the beauty of this thing. And we love, we all love wine. We get it. We get it, people. We get it. Wherever you are, we get it. We also know that it can be, if you're with the wrong people, very intimidating and we're trying to bring it down to the common folk, because that's what we are. Yep. Don, you grew up in Ohio. Was there a lot of wine out there? James, there was not a lot of wine in Ohio, but wine, if I'm not mistaken, uh, in terms of the production, I believe Ohio is like the seventh or eighth largest wine-producing state in the United States. See, there you go. I stand corrected. My grandparents, uh, great-grandparents, rather, came over, and uh, they landed in Ellis Island like a lot of us did when we first came from the old country. And my great-grandfather uh, actually sold grapes um, to the locals in New York. Um, Get out! Uh, that's how he made his money. He was a mercantile trader in Bari, Italy, and We're sold... new things. We are. Uh, and he was fluent in nine languages, so for him to be... Come planted, on now! Yes. Wow. So for him to be planted in New York City, you know, back in the late 1800s and to be able to... Hopefully uh, one of them was English. Uh, yes, it was. <laughs> <laughs> he was able to uh, actually do very well for himself. Yeah. Funny enough, my parents never drank, uh, mm. but the ancestries did. 
Did, with did, the, did the food, because you worked in the food and beverage in, in uh, industry, did that get you into wine? It wine? actually did, yes, did. yes. Um, and uh, I'm, I'm a firm believer that a good meal is complemented by a great glass of wine. Yes. Glass. Well, yeah. <laughs> case. Is yeah. that better? Yes. <laughs> case of wine. God. Well, we, we're so blessed right now. Um, wherever you are listening to us, um, we're in California. We're out of basically the Palm Springs area. And we can jump in our car and go up uh, a little north uh, towards Santa Barbara, even towards uh, Temecula. There's some wonderful wineries. And then we could even drive out towards uh, past San Francisco. So we're really, really lucky. We have a gold mine where we're at an advantage and james speaking of santa barbara i see that you've got a beautiful bottle in front of you can you tell us a little bit about it i am i'm drinking today i am drinking uh a wonderful um wine from uh stoltman and um this bottle first of all the label is amazing the label is amazing it's um it's called la quadria and thank you. He nailed it. La Quadria. <laughs> and that's the crew or the gang. And uh, what's really neat about this winery is um, Stoltman is uh, they do um, with this particular wine that I'm drinking right now. Um, they they have a sharing program where they have the actual farmers that work in the grapes and picking the grapes. They get them involved with um, the process. So when they kick off work and they're done, they're not going to just gonna run and grab a Budweiser. They actually might, you know, sip on a thing. They know their product. They get educated. It was very educated. and it was very smart of the owner. I think years ago he got him into that, and that was Tom. And uh, I've never met him, but I know Don. You met his son. Yeah, Petey Saltman's an amazing man. As a matter of fact, Pete, if you're listening, uh. I have your ball cap on that uh, that you sold me many years ago, and I wear it with pride. Yes, yeah. It's a great, great wine, and, and the concept behind it is beautiful. Right, and 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 what I'm drinking right now, it's it's seventy percent Shiraz, it's fifteen percent Grenache, and it's fifteen percent Sangiovese. And the bottle, I love the bottle. What they do about uh, ten years ago, the gang when they. Uh, uh, make this one particular wine every year with their little plot of land with their little plot of land um, They do a black and white label and I think at one time Tom Stoltman was on the Label in a mariachi hat things like that and on this bottle that I'm drinking. It's a 2000 Let me take a look at it here. Hold on 18 2018 and on that bottle I have Reuben Solazano? Solazano. And he's like the main uh, jefe. He's the boss man out there. He. Uh, I thought he was in the accounting department. No, no. Oh, he's okay. he's a farmer and okay. and knows his wines and the whole process. And uh, so, really cool. And what they did is they put a lot of tattoos and things like that on him. And he doesn't have that at all. And an ink, and an, a, actually a really beautiful ink drawing. Yeah. Cute. Yeah, but it's a wonderful This wine right now, I'm tasting notes of like uh, blueberry. Um, it's a it's a medium body. 
I hope you don't expect me to say fruit and stuff because I'm not going to know it. No, but it's just, boy, is it yummy. Yummy, yummy. Oh, by the way, now that we have our expert with us, is it Shirah or Surah? Or do you know? I believe Surah is what we would call it here in the United States. The Australian equivalent would be Shiraz. With an, mm. yeah, a Z on the end. Kesara, Sarah, whatever may be, may be. Now, I was lucky enough, I, I haven't been to their vineyard. Their vineyard is in Santa Barbara County. It's in Solvang. But I've been to their tasting room. Yeah, in Los Olivos. In Los Olivos, yes. And um, it's it's neat uh, seeing the dogs walking around. Dog friendly, very dog, dog yep, friendly. Yep. But anyway, terrific wine. Um, great program to, you know, the 10% going back to employees also to educate them, to know what we're making. We are making wine. You're not just picking grapes and going home and they're involved in the process. So I love this wine. Cheers to Stoltman. Thank you. They do a damn good job. Wonderful. Thank you. Yes, 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 yes. And the other thing is, uh, this is the kind of thing that excites me about drinking wine is I didn't know this before when we were doing the two buck chucks and things like that, which is a great, great baby steps. But once you start kind of climbing up a little bit, you start learning about there's you know, stories behind. it. Absolutely. And that's what's exciting you. If you're listening, I know you know that. And um, I hope you're blessed like us and you're you can get wine and you're close to it for us. It's just it's. We're spoiled. And, and I'm sitting here looking at the three wines because we each chose a wine to bring on with us. And each one of them has a story with us, with our group, with our friendship and meaning and history. And that's what it's, the, I think that's what it's all about. That's what really draws me to wine is the memories that it that it creates. Yeah, and, my, and if I go back to Stoltman, uh, Ruben, he's the vineyard manager. Oh, there you go. That's it. Vineyard he, manager. He ain't the accountant. Well, <laughs> Pam, can you tell me what you're drinking? Okay, I'm drinking a beautiful, it's Bloodroot Pinot Noir 2018. First year that they ever did it because the couple that makes it is actually... I'm glad you have notes. I Very do. good. Uh, Noah and Kelly... Noah and Kelly Dorrance of Reeve Wines, and they decided to do this blood root as a collaboration with some very, very good wine growers. And as your wine is broken down by percentage of Sangiovese grapes and this, that, yep. mine's broken down by percentage of air, where, areas. So Appalachians, what do you call that? Appalachians? Mm-hmm. Um, we've got 46% Russian River. We got 28% Sonoma Coast. Oh, so it's not saying the grape. It's not. It, well, it's Pinot Noir, but it's from. Oh, oh. So, oh, it's, so it's the Pinot Noir Pino, and it's Pinot. You know, uh, Marin, Anderson, Bennett Valley. So, so I think that's interesting that wines. First of all, you'll never know wine ever. I don't care how I don't care how good of a sommelier you are. You have to know the most bizarre aromas and tastes and and history and and geography it's it's incomprehensible yeah and and the french you know who started this 
they uh, they didn't even uh, name it by the grape. They pretty much by yeah, the region. Or, yeah, the region. You know. So, so it's tough. It's tough when, and we're going to learn all that. And we are learning. We're going to try to. And that's what this podcast is going to be about. Tell me a little bit okay, more so about Okay, so a little bit more about yeah. Bloodroot. It's good. It's 12 so vineyards were involved. The grapes from 12 different vineyards were, were made here. It is from Sonoma County. They have a tasting room in Heldsburg. Heldsburg. Where's Heldsburg? It's right outside of Sonoma. And, uh, Here's a weird thing. Yeah. Fermented in small open top vessels and they get a beaten daily. They get beaten? Punched. Hand punched daily. Wow. Hand punched. Do you know anything about in that? In an open vessel. I've never heard this in my life. Wow. And hmm. they have a, the, uh, the other thing I want to say is they have a, a 2019 Pinot Rosé of Pinot, which I'm dying to try. Yeah. Well, they would be a great guest to yes. talk to. And Stoltman, same yeah. thing. That would be wonderful. And can I have some of your... Um, oh, I guess so. Group? Keep yeah. pour a little splash in there for me. Okay. Oh. Ooh, that sounds good, too. It does sound good. <laughs> that looks delicious. I'll give you more later. But that was just for sound effects. <laughs> and, and I noticed, Don, you were having a Bonnington, a beer. From uh, Manchester. No, 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 no. 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 <laughs> <laughs> what are you having, Mr. Maselli? You know, because this is our, our zero podcast, I thought I would start big. So, you know, go big or go home. Right, James? And yes. So I decided to do the 2017 Rhone blend. And this is an estate grown Santianez Valley, California uh, brick barn. And it is a strikingly beautiful synergy between uh, Grenache, 50%. And Syrah, 50%. Like mine. And uh, the winemaker, Adrian Bolshoi, I believe he is from, help me, you were with me, wow. uh, Moldovia? Oh. I know he, uh, ju- he just took over. and He, and he, he fills, is from a and Eastern, formerly Eastern Bloc yes, country. Yes, a young man. His yep. personality is as big as the beautiful wines that he's now producing. Uh, doing a great job of just these great blends. Seems uh, very you, excited to do it. Yes. Was, is this his? I believe that this or is before, his. Yes, so this wow. is his. Uh, he, he, this is his classic Southern Rhone style uh, blend um, with beautiful fruit characters. Very complex, elegant. And, and quite honestly, I would open this up and just drink it by itself. Or I would even go as far as... Pairing this with some lamb chops with rosemary, mm. or even something as basic as a burger with some sweet potato fries. Um, super elegant, um, very delicious. And uh, Brick Barn, I, I stumbled across when I lived in Santa Barbara for just a little bit. Uh, fell in love with this beautiful, beautiful tasting room. Um, it was an old horse stable turned into this gorgeous winery. Uh, beautiful wedding venue as well. Outdoor seating, VIP room for um, wine member guests. Yep. And something something about race cars too. There's a race there, car connection. Yes, I, I, the owners. Uh, I believe that he was in. Is it Maseratis or Porsches something, or something? Something. They, they've since removed that due to the whole COVID um, pandemic. But uh, now they've opened that up to do wine dinners and some other very fun and interesting and unique events. But if you are in Santa Barbara or Santinez, rather, 
Um, Brick Barn is absolutely a must stop. It is a beautiful, elegant winery, and they spared no expense in creating it. But they most have fun events too. They do. But most importantly, the wines are just top notch. James, I think you have a few from Brick Barn, don't you? Uh, well, just this Thanksgiving, I had their VA for my turkey, and it was divine. There you go. It was yummy. God, is it yummy. Now, I, this is a weird note, I would say, and just bizarre, but it's so darn good. It kind of, you know, those, um, those candies you put in the thing and you tell Pez. Just something about a Pez. Okay, that's not a really positive thing to say, but it is so good. I just am attracted. I suppose it's very nostalgic. I'm attracted to that VA. It's so good when I go there. And Don, I hope we get them on as a guest. I think we will. Let I me ask you will. something also about Viognier versus Pinot Noir with the turkey. I think they both work, yes? White, red. If you're white, you're going to go with a heavier white, Viognier, right? And then Pinot Noir, a, a lighter red. I would be drinking my Brick Barn Roan um, if I had to go back and repeat history uh, because this wine would just pair so beautifully with, with the turkey. Um, I like to do my turkey a lot with rosemary and sage and the more heavier spices. Throw a little bit of fennel in the cavity to give it a little bit more herbaceousness. Uh, but that's just the way my style of cooking. But, but that's so, isn't that some fancy smack? I was going to say, so you put fennel in your turkey? Uh, instead I of putting red stuffing, hots. I, instead of putting and stuffing in the cavity, uh, fennel, Skittles? onion, garlic, no. Skittles, and pez. red hots, pez. pez. Oh, pez, <laughs> pez. Well, that see, Don, Don has the wine. The yes. wine going down. Uh, you know what? And we'll talk. I like I said, this it's this I'm, is just I'm learning, I'm growing, and inside the bunghole, and we'll get into that because we're going to take a little break here shortly. Very... But we're going to talk about. For example, the name of our podcast is Inside the Bunghole, kind of like Shit's Creek. There is a pun to it. And it's, speaking of pun, it's punny. And that's pun in the back of the, the bottle. Isn't that a pun? That's a punt. A punt. Oh, see, I'm learning. It's Gosh, a, I'm learning. Rhymes with a lot of bad things. Okay, so we're going to get back. We're going to get back with, uh, with um, what's in the name of our show, Inside the Bunghole. And we're also going to talk about how we all hooked up with Mr. Don Maselli, our producer. So stick around and we'll be right back. And thanks for joining us on our first episode inside the bunghole. We'll be right back. If you want to know more about inside the bunghole, join us on all our social media platforms. You can get a revisit and view all the latest posts, giveaways, and information on this podcast. Simply search inside the bunghole on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. Or you can email us at insidethebunghole at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and visit our website at insidethebunghole.buzzsprout.com, where you can always find our latest podcast and past episodes. Cheers! Well, we are back. Thanks for joining us inside the bunghole. I'm your host, James Salisbury, and I'm joined with Pam Hudgens. And we have uh, with us today our producer, Don Maselli. And right before we went on a break, uh, we were talking about the name of the show, Inside the Bunghole. And uh, before and when we did go on a break, Don poured me some of his brick barn, and it's fantastic. 
And that's what I'm having right now. What would you... What's the notes on that, Don? What do you think of that? What are you tasting? God, man. Oh, God. First of all, when you just sniff the wine and the... the I know this doesn't sound great, but the, the alcohol... There's a little bit of a burn going up your nose and it's... What do you have? It's just fun. I'm still drinking my blood. Oh. Which, by the way, really quickly... Uh, they made this, it's, I think the parent company or the mama bear is Reeves, but they made this to be very budget friendly and it's a great, great wine and it's easy on the pocketbook. Not that easy, but it's easy enough. It's worth it. Every penny. Yeah. But I'm getting nice, uh, oh, tobacco-y, tobacco-y and a, a little, um, Hold on. Getting grapes? No, I'm getting <laughs> um, <laughs> um, kind of like a raspberry-ish. I don't know if it's on the. Are you drink- What are you the drinking? list? But it's 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 so good. Well, the That's two of you seem bar. to be wine enthusiasts. It seems like the more wine you drink, the more the more enthusiastic you become. Yes. Oh, that's cute. That's good. So I just Don's always quick with the joke, people. Yes. yes. Well, well, now that I have the microphone, I'm just going to throw it out there. Yes. What did the grape say when the elephant stepped on it? Uh, let me see. Uh, Nothing. It just let out a little whine. We had to put a... Yeah, I, I, say, like I say the silence is golden. Yeah. Silence says it all. Okay. Okay, so let's talk about what's in the name. <laughs> So inside the bunghole, of course it has its connotations and you, it's kind of funny and irreverent. Irreverent? Is that the word? Yeah. Okay. And uh, we know from just our very limited experience what a bunghole is. And and probably most of you that tune into this will know what a bunghole is. But, but if you don't. If you don't. Like me. At one time. Don, would you like to take it away? I would love to. So the bunghole was... Do you want me to take my pants off? You can explain. explain. No, go ahead. I I want to talk about how the word bunghole became rather popular. And I want to actually thank the ingenuity of Mr. Mike Judge, who was a brilliant comedic creator of the 1990s MTV show Beavis and Butthead. Um, his misuse of the word uh, made this pretty dash darn funny. Bungholio. And we decided that the bunghole, although it has many terms, uh, when it refers to wine, is the little opening in a wine barrel where the winemaker will place all of the liquid to ferment and finish the final product. What does he stick in his bunghole usually? He normally sticks a long glass uh, rod called, called the thief. So it's mm. almost like robbery of the bunghole when you extract the wine back yes. out to taste it. Is, is it really called a thief? It is it called is. a thief, yeah. The, uh, the it thief. Looks, yes. looks like a turkey baster. Uh, yes. It does, a very long turkey baster. And it's called a thief. A thief, See, yeah. Right you have now. a thief in your bunghole. Oh my God. And so they're, they're robbing all the wrong things. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> See, it's just fun saying it. The bunghole. thief in the bunghole. Thief in the like a thief in the night. Yeah, thief in the night. Mm-hmm. So I guess they put the thief in there and sample, sample, and sample, sample and daily, just... sometimes hourly, depending on the fermentation process, depending on the grape. 
Wow. Uh, the temperatures. There's so many different things that uh, you can do with a bunghole. You can do with a bunghole. <laughs> yep. Yes. Yep. Well, I, I, I know that um, some bungholes are bigger um, than others. Are bigger than others. But I, I know that um, uh, drinking uh, Chardonnays, um, there's steel um, casks, a, cask aging, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. it doesn't have that oak, you know, some are very oaky. So, uh, that's exciting. French too. oak, new oak, new oak. We're going to, yeah. we're going to go there. How long you can do a barrel how many times there. can you rescore and use a barrel until it's done. And then, then there's some people I know, I would love to interview this one gentleman and he's in the wine ghetto out there in long uh, And he takes a steel barrel, smokes oak boards, and throws it. So he tries to creatively create that, what he has. And that's what we're going to meet and talk to on this show. Some very thrifty and yet uh, smart farmers. And and that's another thing. You know, uh, for example, on Brick Barn or Blood Root or the wine that I'm drinking uh, from... La- uh, La Cadria. Quadria. La Cadria from uh, Stoltman. They are slash farmers slash scientists, you know? It, it, almost if you had a reality show and you gave everyone the same batch of grapes and have them go off and make that one wine and come back, you know, a year later to... Unv- are they all going to be different? It's like... Yeah. They're going to be different. They're it's like different. chopped for wine, but you can't really spread an episode out over 30 months. Right. So 10 years. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not fair. So anyway, so very inside slow the bunghole. And that's where we name. And by the way, I'd like to say this right now. If any of you are listening to us all around the world, you can get a hold and contact us because we are on social media, um, like you heard on that last commercial break. But... Um, you can get a hold of us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter uh, by uh, simply typing and searching Inside the Bunghole. Search Inside the Bunghole. And you'll see uh, some of the things like today. We're going to post some of the uh, the wines. You'll see what Don Maselli looks like. Some production photos <laughs> behind the scenes. Yeah. What our glamorous studio yes. looks like. This yes. is before the stomp, right? Yes. That's yeah. what's happening. Before the stomp. But it's it's funny because I think that we all love wine, but we take a very lighthearted approach, even though when it comes time to discussing a bottle of wine, I've never seen two more creative people express almost like you're the winemaker putting yourselves in their shoes and say, I'm smelling lychee. I'm smelling, you know, we just um, know big words. uh, (laughs) I'm smelling cat urine for a Sauvignon Blanc. And it's interesting how the two of you have really evolved since our tasting that we had at the third corner bistro. Thank you, teacher. Over 10 years ago. Yes. Should we go into the story? I think we should. I think we just need to keep this rated G for the first podcast. I think we should. You know what? Let's just roll out to a quick break and we're going to tell you how how we met. We all met. Hey, chin chin, everyone. Cheers. Ooh, nice. That was loud. We'll be right back. If you want to know more about Inside the Bunghole, join us on all our social media platforms. 
you can get a revisit and view all the latest posts, giveaways, and information on this podcast. Simply search Inside the Bunghole on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. Or you can email us at insidethebunghole at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and visit our website at insidethebunghole.buzzsprout.com, where you can always find our latest podcast and past episodes. Cheers! I moved down here and a, a friend of mine who we're going to be interviewing, and believe it or not, she works out of a, uh, a couple of wineries in Texas, which we're really excited that we're going to be announcing in the next couple of weeks, uh, said to me, oh my gosh, you have to go to this wonderful, wonderful place called Third Corner Bistro. J- James, wasn't I wearing a leather jacket when I met you? And oh, I thought I thought the winemaker said this tastes like leather, and the two of you kind of looked quizzically at each other and said, "What does that taste like?" And I thought I had on a leather jacket, and you came over to lick me, and I think that's where our friendship began. Oh uh, no, you close, can... no. close, pastels, pastels. So pastels. we we were at the little wine tasting, and Pam and I were there just doing our thing. And we kept going up to Which the line. Which was drinking. Drinking. Uh, having them do a, a little pour. Plisa. Plisa. <laughs> and um, this winery was from Willamette Valley. I think it was, uh, uh, you know, where Sacagawea and, and uh, Lewis, Lewis and, and Clark, Clark were doing the expedition and all that stuff. And um, the guy was giving a little history and also talking about the wine. And I kept coming back to the table. I'm going, Pam, there's these two little birds. <laughs> up at the front and they have these sweaters they look like lifesaver um you know candies they have like pink sweaters See, i'm thinking ro- like easter robin's eggs yeah they look like yeah with malted with no- yeah the collar was up on the polo oh, shirt with very, the sweater very trashy and they were always ahead of us so i slowly as we went up in line to get our little uh, taste, tasting i would just say oh wow willamette valley oh interesting um lewis and clark they would say that and i would go you know what's so weird about that um and this is what i was just throwing in their ear uh where don was sitting and i would say you know that's kind of like well you're not going to read that in the history book but um lewis and clark technically were like the uh brokeback mountain they uh, got into the canoe and kept each other warm. Anyway, I took my tasting and I went back to my table. And I knew that they got an earshot. And then uh, I. We're Pam... all about listening to other people's <laughs> conversations and having them listen to ours. And Pam's like, what What happened? I said, oh, I just said that Lewis and Clark were humping in a canoe. It's brilliant. And so, and we would just wait till Don and his partner got up to line to get their next tasting. And then we would run to we get ours. We would get behind them. And we would continue our story. Yeah, you're not going to read that in the history book. Turns out that when Sacagawea wouldn't put out, Lewis and Clark, two horny guys on the trail, would, you know, so I would just keep giving this history that you're not going to read in the history book. So finally... Uh, After about, a, what, two or three <laughs> tastings? Yeah, no, tasting. that wasn't that, Don came that up wasn't to, that great of a to our table. Partner was at his table, but he came over to our camp, and uh, there we were, me, Pam, Sacagawea. No, me and Pam were sitting there, and he goes, who are you people? Don uh, was working for a hotel out here, and it turns out, upper, upper, upper management, and Pam's husband was upper, upper, up management 
not as up as Don, and uh, in the golf end of things. But very well respected, and and Don, Don was could not accept the fact that me being maybe a little less. What is the adjective I'm looking for? Maybe a little less classy. Um, classy? I, I guess classy Dignity. is the hard word for it. Uh, then my husband, that he couldn't accept the fact that that uh, he was indeed my husband, which he was. Right. And I think when he came home. When said, I went home and told my husband, oh, I just partied with Don Maselli and he's my new best friend. My husband's jaw hit the floor and he said, uh, you're not allowed to be friends with him. Which, of course, made me say, of course, he's going to be my new best friend. Are you a rebel, Pamela? Just a little bit. Okay. So, so then we really, truly became fast, hard. Yeah. And, I, and I have to tell you, um, we well, had some of the most amazing experiences at Third, Third Corner, Corner Bistro. Oh. Um, and our circle of friends grew very quickly mm-hmm. uh, to the point where we would come in for brunch. At about uh, eleven o'clock, yeah, we and, all educated each other too. Yeah, and then we, we would take we copious would notes and, and you know play. We, oh, we, it was amazing. It was such a beautiful. But we always talked about friendship. We always talked about the wine. Yep. The notes, uh, the taste, the everything, the grapes. We talked about where it was grown. We talked about it was it was it was very fun. It was yeah. fun, 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 fun. Anyway. He closed down that shop, and we... Uh, and we still hate him to this day, Ed. I hope you're listening. Ed, I still love you. You're an amazing individual <laughs> that brought the three of us together, and I can the never The four of us together, because you're in that group, and you yeah. will be a guest. So, so let me ask the two of you a question now, with all this COVID-19 uh, going on, and how do you think wine is going to unite people? I think it always has. From but the times of I, Jesus. I, I think if you soak your mask in wine and it's wear it, better. you'll be safe. And that's, I don't, that's I don't think the, the cops no. are going to appreciate that. No, I don't no, care. no. But as far as it goes, um, well, I love here in America, and I hopefully in the UK and everyone's listening all around the world, because that's what's so brilliant about podcasts, is that um, I'm just... As far as the United States, and, and maybe you can email us or send us a message on... Uh, Please comment. On um, Instagram, Instagram, on uh, Facebook, Twitter, Twitter, Facebook. In the bunghole. And dot- our website is in, insidethebunghole.buzzsprout.com. I like the spirit. I like the fact that there's some wine um, shops here in the desert that are doing it. They are doing Zoom wine tasting. Mm-hmm. Yes, they're getting creative. They're, they are. They're thinking out of the bun. You know, they're the bung. The bung hole. The bung. Yes. Okay, you know what? This so, is a zero pod. We should probably yeah. wrap it up. So yeah, here are ready. some really future uh, podcasts that we're looking to introduce. Yeah. We want to hit different wineries and talk to sommeliers and talk to ownership. Yes. We want to and talk people that to... Have wine, um, the people that have wine... Products, product glasses and aerators, and we want we want to really learn. We want to learn. So we, we in the future, our future podcast will include, but not limited to, interviewing uh, vintners, sommeliers, makers of wine products. Let's think about chips. Like how do potato chips pair with wine, or even breads? 
Uh, there is, yes, there's a wine. There's a winery up in Temecula that they, serves yeah. breads with uh, their their different wines, and it is absolutely fantastic. And a chip company. And the chip yep. company. And a chocolate company. A chocolate. Yes. That's correct. I think we should really go outside because um, Coachella Valley is known for their dates, the Medjool yep. dates, and maybe do a date wine tasting. So when's your next date? Mm-hmm. Um, we want to talk to glassware makers uh, as well as aerators and the benefits of an aerator and when to decant and when not to decant. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about wine lovers of all kinds. Mm-hmm. Why don't we think wine festivals or wine distributors? When's the last time you were in a tasting room and really enjoyed the experience? Um, they're associates. Talk to, we want to talk to wine journalists. But besides the alcohol content, it, this beverage is so incredibly intoxicating. Yes. But in a delicious way, mm-hmm. passion, emotion, bliss, etc. Memories. And, Memories. And, and it makes friends. Friends. You do. Like us. Bonds. Wine brought us together, Mr. Maselli. Yes, it did. It yes, did. it did. It was a wine tasting. We would never have been friends without it. Yes. Okay. Well, listen, thank you all for tuning in. For to coming our... inside the bunghole. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. I like the name personally. Yes. Toot toot. Love you all. See you in the future. Tune in. A voce sante. A voce sante. We don't know what that means. It means to your health. Oh, okay. Thank you. If you want to know more about Inside the Bunghole, join us on all our social media platforms. You can get a revisit and view all the latest posts, giveaways, and information on this podcast. Simply search Inside the Bunghole on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Like, share, and subscribe. Leave a comment. We would love to hear from you. Or you can email us at insidethebunghole at gmail.com. Thanks for tuning in and visit our website at insidethebunghole.buzzsprout.com where you can always find our latest podcast and past episodes. Cheers!